Hi, welcome to the Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast, a podcast that is about, you guessed it, the world of professional wrestling. This week, I am your host, it's Jason, and coming up today on this show is a special preview of WrestleMania and TakeOver. Now, I know what you're thinking, every podcast and their mother, their ravishing mothers, will be giving you a preview of Mania where they run down the card, so why would you want another one? So instead, we are allowing ourselves a chance to rebook WrestleMania. We'll be looking at the matches and giving ourselves a chance to change the participants and also the stipulations. And then Broad and I will also be discussing NXT TakeOver and repeating the same process. So let's get right to it and take you to ringside for WrestleMania. So the first match we have this evening, we have Shane McMahon, the money, versus the A-lister, the Miz. Broad, we're going to you for this one. Would you change any of the participants or add anyone? And would you change the stipulation from what is currently a Fool's Count Anywhere match? No, I, I wouldn't change anything about it. The story makes sense. Uh, I think the addition of Fool Count Anywhere, the last edition of SmackDown was really good. I think it helps cover up the fact that Shane is not great in one-on-one matches and The Miz is not as brilliant as a worker as AJ Styles was two years ago uh, where, you know, he could carry Shane to a very good singles match. I think this match has been fantastically booked. I think The Miz will win. I think this all makes perfect sense and it's just been, you know, a great run for SmackDown recently, so I can't complain about this booking whatsoever. You've got The Miz winning... Do you see Shane McMahon falling off of something? I hope so. Like, it's not a Shane McMahon match if he doesn't do something outrageous, you know. And uh, being in attendance and being a massive Shane uh, Mac mark, I kind of really want him to do some sort of crazy-ass dive or move. So he is hoping that he puts his body on his, on the line once again for my entertainment, at least. Okay, so no changes to this match and the Miz goes over. Next match on the show, we have the Intercontinental title match with Finn Balor taking on champion Bobby Lashley. Chen, is this the right match? Anything you would change in terms of participants? Actually, I would. I would add two more participants to this match. So who are you adding? Uh, One of them being Leo Rush. Okay. And the other being Braun Strowman. Oh, interesting. So this is now a four-way match, I guess. Is there yeah. any any additional stipulation, or is it just a four-way? It's just a fatal four-way. Fatal four-way. Is it elimination or one pin? One pin. One pin. Okay. And, so, yeah, and I have, I have, I have um, Braun Strowman winning this match, doing causing a lot of carnage. Uh, I have Leo Rush having good spots in the match, but. The person who will take the pinfall by Braun, Braun Strowman will be Finn Balor. Oh, this is interesting. Is, is there any particular reason? Are you turning Braun here or because people are going to want Balor to win? Because Braun Strowman, as if you look at his current storyline, he's just more of a comedy act now. And I'm booking him to be, be seen as the monster that he is, a, a vicious monster. And that means 
The way to get heat is if you pin the baby face. So it says, are you making him a big hill monster? Yeah. You're getting his credibility back. Could make sense. He's in that shit show of a storyline at the minute with the Saturday Night Live guys. So it would definitely be a way to get some momentum back behind him because he's kind of cold as ice at the moment. Yeah. So we this match is now rather than Bobby versus Finn, it is including Leo Rush and Braun Strowman with Braun Strowman taking the belt. Now we're taking you to the, the action from earlier on this evening on the pre-show. So the pre-show started with the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. So we've got many women in this. The, the strongest one, the obvious name now, Asuka, after losing her women's title. Chen, have you got any surprise entrants in this Battle Royal? And who have you got winning? So the last two participants for the Women's Battle Royal will be Sonya Deville and Asuka. And I'm going to put Sonia Deville to win. Oh, okay. So Sonia's getting rid of Asuka. That's a poor round of matches for Asuka. Shame. And this will eventually lead to Asuka being number Mr. Nice Lady or whatever and turning her heel and maybe have a got a good long heel run. So she's t- is she turning in the match or in the following weeks? She, following weeks. This following will lead her... Yeah. And have you got any surprise appearances in this women's battle royal? No. I think this will be like a quick 10 minute match. And Sonya Deville goes over. Yeah. Cool. Next up on the pre show will be the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Broad? Would you imagine any surprises in this match? And who do you think is going to be winning it? So, uh, in terms of surprise, I don't think this will be on the pre-show. I think this will be on the main show, purely because Michael J and Colin Joss from Saturday Night Live will uh, be in this match, which is surprising itself. It wouldn't surprise me if they put those guys over, but ultimately I think Braun is winning. Braun is the only real participant they're focusing on here it just kind of makes sense um if i had it my way i would have not have had the saturday night live guys involved at all i would not have braun Strowman involved at all in fact i have braun doing something differently and i kind of i kind of wanted to see cut hawkins win this match just because he's been on such a losing streak well it's been massively fun he loves it and you know um it's got to come to an end and it'll be a fantastic WrestleMania moment, even so, on the pre-show. Based on the fact that we are rebooking WrestleMania, that is the actual match we're going with then. So, Braun is not in the match. Kurt Hawkins yeah. is winning the Battle Royal. Yeah, but Braun, Braun's my actual prediction. We don't care about your actual prediction. We want to rebook it. Hawkins wins the Battle Royal. Okay, fine, fine. You be picky. But I'm telling you my actual predictions as well, because, you know, unlike Jen, I, I have some ideas about booking. And the final match on the pre-show, the prestigious WWE Cruiserweight Championship in a match with Buddy Murphy defending against Mr. Bland, depending on your views, Tony Nese. Broad, would you, yeah. be, cha- would you be changing the challenge at all or adding anyone to this match? I just... Uh, I, so... Uh, yeah, first and foremost, I'm not a fan of this match. hope Buddy Murphy retains because Buddy Murphy is great and Tony Nese isn't. But that being said, 
I'm, I'm sure these two men will have a fine match at least. But from my opinion, I think I think there's a wasted opportunity with the Cruiserweight Championship here. I think there's a wasted opportunity in not promoting 205 Live here, not having a multi-man ladder match. I would chuck in their new recruit, Oni Lorcan. I'd put an NXT guy in there. I'd put Ricochet in there even. Um, there's probably a couple of other guys I missed off, like Cedric Alexander as well. I, I'd just put a lot of men in it, eight men, have a ladder match. Bob's your uncle. Cruiserweight Championship match is a must-watch then. This this does nothing for nobody. This is a bland match. I mean, this was originally Mustafa Ali's spot, so if I had to have a one-on-one match, it would be Murphy versus Ali, and Ali takes the Cruiserweight Championship up to SmackDown, but that's not happening. So Buddy Murphy retains, but I would have an eight-man ladder match, and uh, I wouldn't care who wins because I don't really watch 205 Live, sadly. Well, if you're going to book an eight-man ladder match, I'm assuming Buddy Murphy retains unless you say something else. I would put it on only Lorcan. Only looking to win an eight-man ladder match on the pre-show. That'd be an amazing start. Yeah, I mean, it'd be um, it'd be different. It's an NXT call-up, and you validate an NXT call-up for once. And you validate the reason why NXT call-up should bother with 205 Live. I mean, Johnny Gargano's going there soon, apparently, so maybe have him win the Cruiserweight Championship. I don't know. I'm going to go with your pick of Only Lorkin at the moment. That's, yeah. that's, that's how we close out the pre-show. And then we go back to the main event. Next up, from SmackDown, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. At the moment, no stipulations for this match. Brod, would you change the participants or add anyone? And would you add any stipulation to this match? So, as far as I'm concerned, uh, nothing needs to be changed. The booking of this match, I mean, my only complaint about the build really is uh, the lack of it in terms of they haven't been given much time, but what, what, what they have been given and what they've done with the limited time they've been given is fantastic, especially that promo they had a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. This is another example of SmackDown doing some fine booking work and me thinking, I don't want to change a thing here. Um, I'd also have AJ Styles go over. I think he's a slightly better merch seller than Randy Orton, so from a business perspective, I'd put Styles over uh, Orton, but that's just me. Um, yeah, can't complain. How is AJ winning this match? Um... I want AJ Styles to go back to that pitbull thing that Mr. McMahon did and, um, you know, just being ferocious. So not just one phenomenal forearm, not just two phenomenal forearms, but three phenomenal forearms, even though he didn't need to hit the other two. That's what I want to see. But that's just me. Um, If I did have Autumn win, for example, I'd probably go back to using the punt for a one-night-only thing. But that's just me. So no change to the match. AJ's going over. Yeah. Next up, we have the United States Championship match. Samoa Joe defends against Rey Mysterio. Chen, are you keeping it as these two, or do you think there's a possibility to add some people to this match? I say we add Andrade's to this match. So freeway um, or anyone else? It'll be it'll be it'll be a ladder match. Freeway ladder match. Ooh, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet with those guys in the ring. Um, Obviously, this will be. I think that's a much better booked match. I like that. Who have you got winning? I've got Andrade's winning. Andrade wins his first main roster belt, and I have I'll have um, Selena Vega interfere, and she'll have like 
one spot on the ladder. Maybe we, a Hurricanrana. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, Hurricanrana to Rey Mysterio straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I saw where yeah. you were going, where you were booking there. And we have a new US champ if you book it that way. Yep. Sounds good. The next match on the show, retirement match for Kurt Angle versus Chen's favourite in the world, Baron Corbin. We have to go to Chen for this match. At the moment, it's a singles match. There's no stip. Kurt Angle is simply retiring at the end of this match. Would you change Kurt Angle or Baron Corbin's opponent here? So, both men come to the ring. They're about to start the match. And then all of a sudden, you hear Elias. And he comes out. And he goes... He goes to Kurt Angle, if anyone's going to end your career, it should be me. If, and, and it's a disrespectful that someone like me, with my caliber, is not even on the show. He comes out, Baron Corbin goes, all right, whatever. I, I'm happy to face both of you and kick both your asses. And just before the referee about to ring the bell, John Cena music hits. <laughs> And he comes out and he goes, you were my first ever match in the WWE to cut. And he goes, and it will be an honor for me to be your last match in the WWE to cut. As for these two jackasses, I'm happy to kick both their asses as well, whilst I give you your farewell match that you deserve. So now it's a fatal four-way. Right. Would, you, would you have been tempted to put those four in and make it a tag match? Or was it definitely a fatal four-way for you? I don't want a tag match. Fair enough. So you've got your... Well, yeah, fatal four-way. Where, where are you going with it? So, Elias... During the match, Elias hits, um, hits Kurt Angle with a guitar. While he was trying to go for Baron Corbin. But Baron Corbin being the athlete that he is. Ducks. <laughs> All right, and then he hits the end of days on um he hits the he hits the end of days on um Elias. John Cena comes. Them two have a stare down. Okay, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All right, and then Elias comes back in the ring after recovering from his end of days, and. He he gives the big boot to John Cena. Then Kurt Angle comes out of nowhere and hits the angle slam on Elias and then puts the ankle lock on Elias. And that's when Corbin comes, gives the big boot to Angle, picks him up for the end of days, and and he picks up Elias and throws him out of the ring and pins Kurt Angle. So he beats three superstars. So you have Baron Corbin getting a mega push here, putting everyone out of the way and pinning Kurt Angle in his last match. Yes. Well, there's got to be some matches where the baby some, faces lose. Listen, when you walk, when you're doing, when you're walk, when you're on your way out, you have to do the job. And John Cena's a part timer now. He's not a full time. I, mean, I get your booking logic on this, and there's got to be some good guys that lose. You know, there's got to be a couple of bad guys going over. So, eh, I mean. The crowd, I imagine, not being too happy. Do you have anything after the match? Does Kurt Angle get to like do something afterwards, or is it just a case of you lost, goodbye? So, you know, two minutes later, 
Baron Corbin is gloating and everything like that. And he grabs Angle by the chin and says, just retire, old man. Just retire. Oh, wait, that's what you're going to do now because I just ended your career. And then John Cena comes, punches him in the face. Angle gets up and hits the angle slam on Corbin and then puts him in the ankle lock for like 30 seconds. And Corbin's tapping out continuously. Then he lets go. Corbin holds his ankle and crawls out, crawl, rolls out of the ring. And then Angle does Angle and John Cena hug it out, and Kurt Angle gets and, and John Cena gets out of the ring and walks away, and Kurt Angle does a two-minute speech. So get, and he gets a standing ovation, and everyone's yeah. happy in the and end. And you got to understand, I'm a big Kurt Angle fan, but the reason I put three extra men in this, two extra men in this match, is because. Kurt Angle's a bit slower now, obviously, isn't it? Wrestling ability-wise. Yeah, Kurt Angle kind of, he's not that he's a shell of the man he was. So, it makes so that's why you need two peop- two other people to help distract it, distract the audience from that. Yeah, sounds like sound booking logic, which is kind of unexpected. <laughs> and then... We get to, I guess, another big spectacle match on this show. The return of Big Dave Batista versus Triple H. This is currently booked as a no-holds-barred match. And Batista is saying it's his last match. But he also has made it that if he beats Triple H, it's also Triple H's last match. And he must retire. So, Chen, I'd imagine you're not changing the participants in this match. Let me know if I'm wrong. But would you change the actual stipulations? So this whole Triple H loses, I'll take that out. Chuck it away. As for Batista versus Triple H, I'll have Ric Flair at, on the outside at the beginning of the match, just watching at ringside. So Ric Flair, has he come out with anyone? Has he come out with Triple H? He comes out, he comes out with Triple H, okay. yeah. But he has his own music entrance. Yep, yeah, okay. And it's a back and forth bloody match and everything like that. Batista managed to do the power bomb to Triple H on the table. And then he goes off, but he doesn't go for the pin. He starts chasing after Ric Flair. And that's when Randy Orton comes in. So you have all four evolution members in the ring and because it's because it's a no holds barred Rodney Orton gets some few punches in on Batista Batista hits back Batista power bombs Randy Orton and that's when Triple H gets his sledgehammer and nails Batista continuously and then he hits the pedigree one two three it sounds like the kind of smoke and mirrors match I'd actually expect at this stage. Hence, it's a no-holds-barred match. It sounds about right. So you've got Triple H. He wins. Um, so Ric Flair didn't turn on Triple H, did he? You kept him on, the, on his side. Yeah. And Batista, last match, but Triple H can keep becoming the new Undertaker and doing his once-a-year match. Because also, you've got to remember, part of the storyline is Triple H has never beaten Batista. Right? Yeah, he's never actually got that win, so that gives him his chance at last. 
And then you have all, all three Evolution members looking down at Batista. And like I said, Triple H, the reason Triple H goes over in this one, because this is Batista's last match and he has to do the job. Sound booking. Next up, we have the first ever Fatal 4-Way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. First ever Women's Tag Team Championship match on on a WrestleMania card. Um, we've got the Hug and Boss, or the Hug and Fug Connection, as I call them, of Bailey and Sasha Banks, versus the returning Divas of Doom of Beth Phoenix and Natalia, taking on the upstart iconics of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, taking on Chen's favourite, Nia Jax and Tamina. Chen, would you add or remove any of the teams in this match? Yes. I will add Tristratus and Lita. Another iconic duo. So yeah, it's, it's a five-way now. Yeah. Okay, and who have you got? And, and I'll make it a TLC. A five-way women's tag team TLC match. Jeez. <laughs> okay, let's go with it. Okay, how does this one end? How do you think it ends? I think Nia Jax wins. That's what you would be booking. <laughs> exactly. How does Nia Jax win a TLC match with this many talent in the ring? Well, put it this way. We take out the old people first. So she, you know how Braun Strowman does his run around the ring, the bulldozer? That's pretty much Nia Jax. It's just right? bulldozes everyone. Yep, she power bombs. She power bombs that. She puts one iconic on the table and power bombs the uh, the other one on top of the other one or through the table. As for Beth Phoenix, her and Sasha Banks go at it on the outside, and there's a spot where Sasha Banks is going to attempt a suicide dive on Beth Phoenix, but Beth Phoenix hits her with the chair. As soon as she dives. So that puts Sasha Banks out of commission. Right? Yeah. And then there's another spot I have where Bailey's in the middle of the ring and Beth Phoenix and Natalia hit the concerto on her. Okay, you got some brawling going on here. It's a good weapon use. And with Trish Stratus. She's, she gets demolished by, not, by none, other than, the none other than Nia Jax, leaving Lita to defend by herself. Lita does a, Lita does a, a, a frog splash on the top of the ladder to Tamina, and then it's just Lita, Nia, and Sasha Banks. With them three in the ring, Nia Jax punches Sasha Banks. I knew that Nia Jax would be punching someone. Okay. And that just came... And, and when I mean punches, Nia, Sasha Banks has a chair in her hand. And Nia Jax does the powerful punch, like the big show, when people would try and hit him with the chair. And that commissions yep. out... That, that puts Sasha out of the match. And then she gets she 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 knocks out uh, Lita, grabs her, does a slam through the table, and then she she climbs the ladder. 
and keep pick, takes both titles. <clears throat> the women could steal this show if you're booking it this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a, a, like a, something to remember if that's what happens. So we have we made this into a five-way TLC with Nia Jax ultimately winning the belts for her team. Sounds yeah. Like, sounds pretty interesting. I'd enjoy it. Moving on, we have Daniel Bryan defending the SmackDown title, the WWE Championship, against the hottest guy going apparently at the moment, Kofi Kingston. Broad, I know you've got some views on this. Are you changing any of the participants or adding anyone? And are you adding any stipulation to the match? So I am in two minds about this match. Um, You know, so Kofi Mania is a bit of a flash in the pan, if I'm honest. I think this is something that a lot of fans have just bandwagoned on over the past few weeks. Fine. I don't mind a bit of momentum behind the guy. I like Kofi Kingston, but the fact of the matter is no one really gave a damn about Kofi in the new, uh, amongst us fan base anyway, the serious fan base. No one gave a damn about Kofi Kingston. Everyone saw him as a mid-carder, and now everyone thinks he's a main eventer all of a sudden. I don't get it. If I'm honest, I don't get Kofi Mania. I don't feel it, to be honest. Um, people wanted the New Day split up as well and what it proved is that despite all that in my own opinion this has been a perfectly booked match absolutely perfectly booked I cannot complain about the booking whatsoever just because I don't feel the story fully myself everything that they've done has worked and it's proof that the New Day are a fantastic act as a group Um, however I I would have had Brian versus Mustafa Ali in this match or Brian versus Kevin Owens. That that's a that's the match I would have gone with. Um You've got to pick one. What's your one match you're doing for the I would, I, title? I mean I would have picked Kevin Owens just because Kevin Owens is a fantastic wrestler, probably the most underrated wrestler on the planet. Um I liked Kofi Kingston, I think he would win the WWE title, but you know, I, I would have wanted Kevin Owens in that spot if I'm honest. As a massive Kevin Owens fan. I'm biased, but you know, this Kofi Mania thing I gotta, I gotta say, it's been a few weeks. You know, Rusev Day was more than a few weeks, and no one gives a crap about Rusev anymore. I'm just saying, you know, people gave a crap about Nakamura, and you know, they didn't give a crap about him anymore. You know, you got to prove yourself for more than a few weeks. He's just a mid carder, you know. Vince McMahon, in the storyline, he's a B plus player. The reality is, he's a B plus player. So you've he's changed it to Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. we changed it to Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Who are yeah, you picking so, to win that match? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is the new champion on SmackDown. He deserves a, he deserves a WWE Championship more than the vast majority of this roster. And, you know, he deserves a run where it's legitimate, unlike his universal title reign, which was quite uh, disappointing, even though it's quite funny with Chris Jericho. But yeah, um, yeah, I would have had Kevin Owens in that spot, if I'm honest. Uh, I don't think Kofi's momentum will last more than a few months. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm glad to be wrong. That's all I can say. Next up, we have the first singles match for Roman Reigns since he beat Leukemia and came back to the WWE. And he's taken on the big bad heel that is Drew McIntyre. Broad, are you thinking of adding or changing anyone in this match or or adding any sort of stipulation? Because at the moment, we don't have any stipulation. It's just a straight up singles match. So uh, just to correct you, I think Roman Reigns has already faced Drew McIntyre on Raw. but Reigns hasn't. 
halfway through or something like he that. Hasn't. I don't know. Uh, uh, okay, fine. I don't. I don't really care about Raw too much. But what I will say is, I'm really looking forward to this match. I wouldn't change a thing here. Um, I think it's one way you could build a bigger feud from this match. I know you like things to culminate at WrestleMania, things to have a payoff at WrestleMania, and then move on. But I think it could culminate into like an Extreme Rules match or a, some sort of hardcore stipulation later down the line. So I'd keep it as a singles match. I'll keep this as a long-going feud where they just face each other at pay-per-views only. And man, I'm really, I, I'm low-key, I'm low-key excited for this match. I think these two men will have some sort of ugly-ass battle, which is what I want between two heavyweights. I think in terms of build, I think. It could have been better because it feels more like a McIntyre versus Ambrose match. So I think it would be nice to have Dean Ambrose have one last send-off in terms of the fact that he comes out and helps out Roman. Um, I think that would be pretty cool, but if that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. But yeah, I would also have Roman Reigns go over. I know people don't particularly want Reigns going over at the moment. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but it's good to see him back. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be soft and go Roman Reigns. So you've got Roman Reigns, feel good story. He's winning, no changes to the match stipulation. And Dean Ambrose appears. Does he get involved in the finish? Uh, nah, I would have Dean Ambrose hit him with the dirty deeds after the match. And then Drew McIntyre, that is. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Make sure we're clear. He's not turning on Roman on his way out the door this time. Um, so then, so you've got Dean and Roman in the ring at the end of this match. Are we having a moment where you know we're sort of standing on the ring posts or having a having a hug in the middle of the ring? How do they see Dean off? Um, yeah, Roman turns here. No, I'm joking. I, I went, <laughs> <laughs> Superman punched Ambrose out of here. It's like that's what you get for leaving. Uh, no, I, I just have them embrace at the top of the ramp, and then Seth Rollins comes out, and then boom, straight into Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Save a bit of time considering how long the card is. No video package from Rollins versus Lesnar. Just boom, have have the shield celebration, and then the you know the cheer on Rollins on from the stage or whatever. So, I don't know, but you got- yeah. Tight Roman in. Reigns and Drew embrace. Sorry, Roman Reigns and Dean. That'd be weird if Drew and Roman Reigns embrace. To Roman Reigns and Dean embrace. Do they kiss passionately to celebrate their victory? Well, you know, um, I, I don't know how to answer that one. I don't think so. I I think Dean's a happily married man, and I think Roman Reigns is a happily married man. Could they? Do they kiss aggressively? I think they're both happily married men, mate. I don't know. I could see it happening. Uh. And in tonight's main event, we are seeing all the glory, all the belts, all the shiny things are on the line. Apparently, we still need to work this all out. It's Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Um, We are recording this just before Raw, so we do not know what Stephanie's announcement is going to be. I'm assuming some sort of unification, but... That's something for Broad. You can talk about this, actually. You've got the three women in the match. Would you change any of this in terms of the women, stipulations, titles? What's your plan? So, I have two things. One that's the realistic route, and one is realistic, but very unlikely. So, the one route is what Stephanie will announce or say. She will either say it's going to be the, the triple threat will stay as it is, and one title will be on the line, so whoever lo- whoever gets pinned loses their title, or 
both titles are on the line and they become the first ever unified or undisputed women's champion. And I think that's what's mostly likely to happen. Uh, the other thing... So just that, you think it's, it's going to be a unification match? I think it will be a unification match. So, okay. you know, um, the other route, which I mentioned, I think, in last week's pod, I'm not sure, is this six-woman tag match that's coming up tonight where Ronda, Becky and Charlotte, they're facing off against the Riot Squad. The stipulation is neither partner can turn on each other. I wonder, or betray each other, I wonder if Charlotte costs herself the match by accident without thinking. So Charlotte costs, Charlotte hits Becky with something and Charlotte gets herself removed from the match. And then what you set up then is two singles matches, Charlotte versus Asuka, the rematch from WrestleMania last year, and Ronda versus Becky in the main event. And in which case, I'd have Asuka go over Charlotte and win back the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania, finally gets the job done. And then obviously have Becky go over Ronda um, at WrestleMania. So those are the two options. What are you going with? I'm going to be the hopeful one. I'm going to go for what I said, in which Charlotte accidentally cost herself the main event and therefore has to defend the title in a rematch and Ronda has to defend the Raw title against Becky Lynch, which is how they should have done things to begin with. So if that happens, um, Charlotte, Oscar, who wins that match? I would hope Oscar wins. But thinking about it, I think Charlotte wins because they want the four horsewomen's thing. Okay, and then Becky Ronda. That's now a singles match main event. Becky Who's win. winning? Becky, <laughs> come on. Becky right. with the Becky with the disarmor, or is there another way to get there? Um, Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> That'd be a really. No one would see that coming. Uh, the, she did it on a house show to Charlotte recently, so I wonder. Okay. I just wonder. That's all. I just think with Kevin Owens out now doing that, I can't imagine it, but you're booking it. We're having this match end, singles match instead. Stunner wins it. Yeah, and with, that, Conor McGregor, with Conor McGregor, a special guest enforcer, like Mike Tyson. Fair enough. You can definitely <laughs> he's book retired, it. He's book retired from UFC, so, you know. Well, that could be part of Stephanie's announcement. There you go. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? That would be lit. Just like, we're just going to get this crazy guy who we can't control. So... Becky wins, WrestleMania is over, fireworks, ticker tape, explosions, everyone leaves happy. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's WrestleMania, we'll all be pissed off when we leave. I think, interesting thing, as we've gone through that, Chen has genuinely booked heels to win, and Broad has genuinely booked baby faces. It's an interesting split in like, the mood of what could happen. It's WrestleMania, it's supposed to conclude with faces winning. It's a face-heavy show. Traditionally. Yeah, that's traditional. Uh, so probably thinking that way. Well booked. Um, so coming back after this break, Broad and I will be talking about NXT TakeOver New York slash Brooklyn. Hey you, if you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pod. Do it! Do it now! Now it's time for Broad New and I <laughs> Sorry. to preview <laughs> NXT TakeOver throat. New York. Do you want to do it again, Broad? Another New York? New York! I can imagine Chris making that into some sort of loop we'll use on the show at some point. So, 
it's not takeover Brooklyn, it's takeover New York. The first takeover New York, even though it's in Brooklyn, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, first match on the show, War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. This is a tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championship with the War Raiders re- defending their belts against the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Invitational Classic Thingamajiggy. Brod, what's your booking on this? Oh, so you want me to do the same as I did for uh, for the last segment. Okay, so I'd rather see Carla uh, Riley and Bobby Fish from the Undisputed Era here over Alistair Black and Ricochet. I'm not feeling Alistair Black and Ricochet as a tag team, but if they're going to do it, why aren't they facing the revival for the Raw Tag Team titles at WrestleMania? Since that's already like a 17-hour show or whatever. So. Apparently, again, we're recording this before Raw. Apparently, they're having that match on Raw. Uh, yeah. Uh, the revival probably winning. Um, so, yeah, Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, I'd have I'd rather have them in this match. I'd rather see Fish and O'Reilly win over the War Raiders. I'm not a War Raiders fan. I just don't get their gimmick. Um, realistically speaking, I think the War Raiders retain whatever whatever happens here. So, yeah, uh, e- either my fantasy booking or reality. But fantasy booking, actually, sorry, Fish and O'Reilly win. But, yeah, that's just me. So the rebooked match, if we throw this one out, it's War Raiders losing to Undisputed Era. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Next, a match I'm very much looking forward to, the Pete Dunne defending the United Kingdom Championship against Volta in a singles match. Um, Brod, would you change any participants for the UK title and would you add any sort of stipulation? So, um, I would remove this match. You're just removing it from the show. And I, I'm guessing there's a reason. It's not that you don't like the match, or is it you don't like the match? I, mean, I, I like Pete Dunne. I like Volta. I just have it on a UK takeover show. You know, it's not fair to the UK fans. Why is it in New York? Um, I think that's uh, I think that's a head-scratching decision for me, uh, if you want to grow NXT UK as a brand. Um, I mean, I, counter-argument I, would be that a larger audience watches NXT TakeOver than watches the UK show and TakeOver. So does this not expose the UK brand by putting it on TakeOver? Yeah, but I think, I mean, uh, uh, okay, so Keith Lee is probably injured, but I'd rather have Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic in the match, to be honest. Uh, I think that is, I think that's a fascinating heavyweight battle that they haven't got to fully explore yet on NXT. I know they've had like, bouts here and there but proper like 15 minute heavyweight war that's what i'd rather see over walter versus pete dunn just because the uk fans deserve <laughs> to see walter versus pete dunn in the uk i sound Fair like enough. a i sound like a massive brexiteer i know but you know uh nxt uk for the uk people so uh, you, you scrapped but, this match if it did happen who would you have had winning walter it just makes sense. Like you don't bring in a big guy to lose to Pete Dunne, and I think actually it'd be refreshing to see Pete Dunne without the UK title. I think he's going to get called up to the main roster, um, and he'll suffer on the main roster if I'm honest. But that's just uh, you know that's just his lack of mic skills. But yeah, I think Walter wins. You can't have him not win in this scenario. There's just no way around it. Yeah, as much as I like Pete Dunn, I think I agree. Volta is a big boy, and I think he's going to be getting that belt so they can change some things up on the UK brand. Exactly. So, moving on from there, probably my favourite wrestler in all of WWE at the moment, Velveteen Dream defends his 
North American Championship against Matt Riddle in a straight-up singles match. Are you happy with who Dream is defending against, or would you change this matchup at all? I don't like this feud. I think Matt Riddle, he just does nothing for me. I think he's a very good wrestler. I think people like him. Me personally, I don't get it. I think he lacks charisma. I think he lacks skill. I think he lacks the star power. I don't see what other people see in him, if I'm honest. And I think this is a step down for Velveteen Dream. I think out of the two, I'd put Velveteen Dream over just because it's too soon for him to lose a belt after winning it from Johnny Gargano. However, what I would what I would have booked would have been Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong, and I've had Roderick Strong go over. Oh, so if you'd put Roderick Strong in, you would have been happy to had Dream lose the belt that quickly? Yep, and you'll see why in a minute. Okay, well, we'll get to that shortly. First of all, uh, at least I assume you're talking about the other match, so let's talk about this one first. The Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler is defending against Lo Shirai, um, Bianca Belair, and Kari Sane. I think this is going to be an amazing match, but would you be changing it around at all, Brod? Uh, I don't know. I'm Again, I'm not really feeling this match, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, I just, I don't really feel the Sky Pirates as characters. I'm not sure why. Again, I think me as a fan, there's a disconnect there. I understand why other people like him, um, you know, but I've never really got on board with Kyrie's pirate gimmick. I'm not sure what Io Shirai um, is as a character yet, if I'm honest. Uh, I think that needs developing massively. What I will say though is it's not completely not a language thing. I think you know, especially with Kyrie, her language, her English skills have improved a lot. So she, they, they can both cut a promo. It's just they, their both their characters need developing, in my opinion. Um, so what are you doing for the match? Are you keeping it or changing it? I would have the thing is I don't want to see Baszler versus Belair again because I think wherever they place on the card, uh, Belair's still slightly green. I think she's a phenomenal talent. I think she's got huge potential and I think Shayna Baszler is just awesome as this badass. But yeah, I'd have Baszler retain. I'd keep the match as is because I think you can't have the same match from Phoenix because my preference would have been Baszler versus Belair if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, I would have... But yeah, I'd keep the match the same. I don't really... I, I don't really like this NXT women's division at the moment. I think it's a little lacking. And actually, you know what I would do? I'd change Rare. I'd call Rare Ripley back to NXT and have so, her win. So, is, is that, is that, who's she replacing? Or she, are you adding her to the match? She's replacing all of them. All so of them. He's Baszler versus Rip, Rare Ripley. Yeah. And so, so Rare, versus Hill match. Yeah, I don't care. Ray Ripley will be a face and destroys Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler goes up to the main roster. Boom. There's Bob's, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> like Actually, I, I think I'd enjoy that match a lot. Actually. I mean, I'm looking forward to this four-way, but I think if you'd put Ray in there, be Baszler, that'd be good. Yeah, I, I just, I want something different from this women's division. I don't think, I, I like Bianca Bella a lot. I just don't think she's ready to be champion. And 
Eon and Kyrie need so much work on their character for me to be invested in them. I don't think also with Eon and Kyrie, the biggest problem that they're going to face as singles competitors is that they're trying to move them into a tag team called the Sky Pirates, which for me, that's just a stupid name. I love the Sky Pirates. I think they're such an amazing tag team, but I get something not liking it. I, I, no, I think they're great. As I said, I think they're fantastic wrestlers. I think they're two of the best of the company. And I, I like, I like their moveset. I just think their name is terrible and I just don't understand them as characters. Fair enough. So we've changed that match up completely and we have a new women's champion. Yep. Which I think would be the semi sort of main event, second to last. And the main event surely has to be Johnny Wrestling versus Adam Cole in a currently planned two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT championship. Um, Broad, you were hinting at something here. Are you changing this match up at all? No. Um, I mean, it needs something to it because it just I, it suffers for the fact that uh, Tommaso Ciampa is not in this match. Obviously, uh, in the dream world, you'd have Gargano versus Ciampa, and I would have it as a Hell in a Cell match. If I'm honest, I I think that's the only way to go. Finalize this rivalry, kill this rivalry dead, and move on with NXT because I think the NXT, as great as that story has been, I think the NXT. Um, main event level has been held hostage by it for a few months now. So if it was going to be the Hell in a Cell, Johnny Gargano versus Champa, who would have won? Gargano. So Gargano would have won and that would have been the end of the feud. Yeah, but I, I don't know where they would have gone with that, to be honest, because they were both called up to main roster at the same time. So, you know. So, okay, uh, that's, that's what you would have booked. What, with what we've got, what are you going with? So, yeah, I'd keep it two out of three falls because there's nothing really you can do. They've booked it. I don't think uh, they could have done any better in the scenario. It's just sac- it just sucks that there's a lack of energy to it. So I'd book Adam Cole to win it and have all uh, four members of Undisputed Era as a champion, just so you kick off the new Undisputed Era of NXT. And, uh, yeah, I'd book him like Evolution was in 2003. That's it, how I'd book it. And it um, ties into what Adam Cole was saying, of, was it at the start of the year, that they were all yeah. going to be wearing gold at some point? Yeah, it, was, it ties into the story that the Undisputed Era have not had a great 2019. They're all going to be wearing gold. It, I, I think it's the only thing they could do storyline-wise. Gargano's going to be going to the main roster, I should think. Um or that, or two or five live. God help him there. But yeah, I, Gargano's done everything he can in NXT. I'm not sure what an NXT championship reign would bring him. Meanwhile, Adam Cole uh, in NXT, Undisputed Era, still could do quite a few things left in NXT, I think. So I'd have Adam Cole win over Johnny Gargano. Well, I think as you're a big fan of Undisputed Era and this pay-per-view event is taking place on your birthday and you're going to be there in person, I can imagine if it was booked the way you've suggested, you'd be a very happy bunny. Yeah, I would be. I, I mean, this is not to say like I prefer heels over faces uh, or, you know, I love Johnny Gargano. I think he's my, I would say he's probably my favourite wrestler from last year uh, in ring-wise and one of my favourite storytellers in the ring as well. I think he's phenomenal. I wish he'd in any other scenario, I'd have him as NXT champion. I'd have had him NXT champion long before now. But, um, so yeah, but in Adam, our... Adam Cole has to win this match. 
in our newly booked takeover, it's the Undisputed Era standing tall at the end of the event with all the gold. And that is Undisputed. This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or Watch Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at watchwrestling.london or just Google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the Meetup page. So that's it for this week. As I suggested on the previous show, we aren't quite clear when we're going to be bringing you our next podcast because Broad and myself are both going to be in Brooklyn and we will be at NXT, we'll be at WrestleCon, we're going to be at Mania, we're going to be at Raw, we're going to be face down drunk in the ditch somewhere. We are going to be taking all of New York in and we are going to do our best to try and get some shows out while we're there, but we can't confirm exactly what's going to be going on. Broad, anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be going to New York. It's going to be, it's only 48 hours away from the time of recording. And yeah, it's going to be a crazy week. I mean, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania, not just because of my first WrestleMania. I think it's been a, a crazy month, but I think that works for me as a fan. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped and yeah, we'll hopefully get something out, uh, probably not straight after mania but probably the monday morning after the, the hangover podcast or something like that yeah i think we're going to be dependent on the quality of the wi-fi and our airbnb and mm. the state of our just how fragile we are mentally and physically after it's going to be a busy week but we'll see what we can do and i think uh, we're looking uh, forward to hopefully meeting some time. of you while we're there as well so hit us up if you're going to be there we're going to be hanging around in brooklyn like south slope area but we're going to be in a moving around so just get in touch if you're going to be there so we can meet up for a drink yeah absolutely and also uh feel free to listen to our last few podcasts including interviews with rich baker and heather Vandenberg that jason did fantastic stuff and also our best and worst of wrestlemanias too the worst of wrestlemania featured chen and chris and that was a really great episode uh that uh, i recorded i had great fun with that so do check that out as well but yeah uh also follow us on facebook Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod and remember to subscribe to us on all good podcast outlets. Do you want to say the last line, Jason, for once, or do you want me to say it? I think it's a tradition that you get the last line. Okay, and that's the bottom line because this pod said so.